Welcome to Sing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Did not mean to smack my tongue so loud when I started, <laughs> but well, it happened. You know, it happens. <laughs> that is what sound editing is for. True. But now I pointed it out, so you won't edit it out. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have you know me so well. messed it up myself. Oh, goodness gracious. I feel like I haven't seen you in weeks. How long has it been? Two weeks? Yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. We recorded our Thanksgiving episode, and then, uh, then there it's was been Thanksgiving. a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been yeah. a bit. It's a busy time of year. Who would have thought? And things keep happening on Thursdays, which is our normal record time. <laughs> so, maybe well, we need to revisit that. You are a social butterfly. I suppose. I, on the other ham, and just a Grinch. On the other ham. On the other ham, I'm just a Grinch. <laughs> well, it was Thanksgiving, and then last Thursday was I had to get up at like four or five in the morning to go catch a train. Right. And I was very tired, and I did not want to record. I wanted to go to bed. Did you have a pleasant time visiting your hometown? Yeah, it was fine. I mm. saw Ashley, which was fun. Ashley's nice. I like her. The next episode we do is dedicated to Ashley. Oh. Well, that's sweet. Well, well when we start that one, I'll re-say that. <laughs> Spoilers, guys. The next episode is dedicated to Ashley. <laughs> but first, you have to go through this whole spoiler. I mean, episode. Yes. Before you get to hear that. And one of the greatest things happened last week. Oh, really? Yeah. What is that? A trailer came out. Oh, yes. That I was very excited about. Is it the Black Widow one? Yes, it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard a rumor that it was coming out at 8 a.m. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but they dropped it in the middle of the night, which I felt was very on brand because, you know, spy, secret at middle of the night. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I woke <laughs> up to several text messages from various people, and I was like, don't they know you sleep? I know. Well, I I got up at like seven or something, and it's all I said. Like the trailers, all the trailers. I'm like, ah, and I'm like, I put my computer in my, I put my laptop in my bedroom just mm-hmm. in case, like yeah. I was gonna wake up and watch it right away. Right. So I'm like half asleep. My eyes are like not even open yet. Everything's blurry still, and I just mm-hmm. grab my computer and I'm like, Did you put on? Did you trailer. put on your glasses? I did put my glasses on. Okay, I just want to make sure. But then the moment I press play, I just started crying. <laughs> So then I could I could barely see anyway. <laughs> like I was like sobbing <laughs> from joy. <laughs> but it was like a half. I can't believe this is happening. Like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Also, I miss her. Cry. It was a lot of a lot of emotions and like at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. Sounds like it. Uh-huh. And then I watched it again and again. And then I went to take a shower and then I got ready for work and then I watched it again and again. I waited till I got home. Oh really? So I could watch it in all its glory. Yeah. On my big screen TV. Yes. I did I did watch it on here before I went to work a couple times yeah. that day. But the first morning I was like, I couldn't even make it out of my bed. I was like, computer, open. Blah. <laughs> and your computer was like, do not compute. Yeah. 
That's what my brain was doing all day. I could not. I understand movies have said we will be talking and doing things by ourselves by this time. But it was all a lie. <laughs> this is true. Binary solo. Zero 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 one zero 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 one one zero 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 one 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 zero 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 one 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 one. So you're like, I memorized this. I'm gonna use it as much as possible. I don't know. I did the computer voice. I really wanted to do it again. It was better than the first time when we screwed it up. We're like, what was it? One 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 zero zero one. That's true. Every week we'll get better. Uh, so yeah, that was my most exciting thing. I did also see the Jonas Brothers in concert, <laughs> which was very random. Was the bonus Jonas there? Who's the bonus Jonas? The fourth Jonas brother. No. I don't know his real name. I enjoy bonus Jonas, though. I, I don't think bonus Jonas was there, but I really like the term bonus Jonas. I know. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's the best. Uh-huh. Nobody knows his real name. Well, I'm sure somebody knows his real name. I hope the other Jonases do. Is maybe his name is just Bonus. It's not Bonus. Bonus Jonas. It's not Bonus Jonas. <laughs> now if it only is. He's had it changed legally. Yeah. I was there. I was a witness. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Yeah. It so that was, was fun. It was magnificent. I was surrounded by 12-year-old girls. Okay. Just saying. It's Jonas Brothers. You would think that. I mean, those twelve-year-old like girls would not be in their twenties. It was a mix. There was girls that were my age, and then there were girls who were like teenage, like teenagers and preteens. So I think they like came back around. Yeah. Somehow. Full circle. Their people are into them again. But like they're all married. I know. You can still be attracted to someone and like their music, even if I they're married. I understand it, but all the little girls liked them because they were the little boy band. It's true. I was mostly hoping that I'd run into Sophie Turner because she is married to Joe Jonas. But she was not there. Or she was. She was incognito. She was backstage, maybe. She was in full makeup. She's the bonus Aesthetics and everything. (laughs) (laughs) She was that weird, creepy guy in the back. (laughs) They do really good work these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's about my main excitement, I think. I, um, yeah. my life's remained sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed, really. Yeah. Had a good Thanksgiving. Nice. Played a card game with my parents and my sister. Cool. And my sister-in-law's father. And we had fun. He's very competitive. Mm. I beat them all. <laughs> but, uh, I did have, I did have one round where I scored negative points. Which was bad. That sounds bad. It's not really that bad. But in the end, I was way ahead of everybody by like at least 100 points. Yeah. It's just got to be quick. It's true. Got to be quick. If we play it for Christmas, because my youngest brother will be coming into town, uh, there will be some serious competition going on. Mm. <laughs> because... He's also very competitive in that fat manner. Yeah. And he's also quick on the draw, so. I'm also very competitive. We'll see. Although is... last time we went head-to-head, I did win that game as well. <laughs> and when we set what our our winning uh, score was going to be, I won perfectly. Mm. Dead on the number. My final score tally for the last hand was perfect to reach the winning number. I did not exceed it. It was a perfect win. 
Congrats. You can't say that all the time. No. So, should we jump in? Sure. What are we discussing this week? Uh, some orphans in the new black. Oh, I've heard about that. That's about <laughs> an orphan that goes to prison, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's like a secret, super secret prison on yeah, Guantanamo yeah. Bay. Yeah, exactly. Orphans in the new black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that one. Nick told me there was a a letter Kenny made a orphan is the new black joke, and he was very amused by that. Really? Mm-hmm. In this most recent season. Also, he also informed me that, you know, when I was making the to be fair reference. Yeah. That's also from Letter Kenny. And I didn't realize that. But my friends who were making the joke love Letter Kenny. So I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> from the one time I had experience in watching Letter Kenny, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I think it's funny. I just have only seen like the first. What's it on? Season. I know it's. Hulu. I know it's a Canadian. It's on Hulu. It is on Hulu? Yeah, it's all oh. on Hulu. I think even the new season they're posting on Hulu. Uh-huh. We have to wrap this up. Let's go. <laughs> I have some binging to do. You have some binging to do. What else did you binge this week, Brad? Shh. <laughs> I'm just going to say the marvelous Mrs. Maisel needs to have more than eight episodes in a season. <laughs> I know. That was one Sunday, and I even left in the middle and did things. I know. <laughs> and then I came home and I watched it. And I'm like... <laughs> I went to see how many episodes were left in the season, and there were only two left because I was on episode six. And I'm like, well, I can get through this, uh-huh. and it won't be too late. <laughs> so sad. Sure enough. I've only seen the first four, but I assume I will have finished the rest by the weekend. Um, I've missed her so much. I know. You know what else I watched last night was Marriage Story, which is the Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver movie that's getting all the like Oscar buzz. I saw a funny tweet about Adam Driver. What was it? Somebody tweeted, uh, what was it? I'm going to have to paraphrase because I can't remember exactly. But they said, what we've learned from Adam Driver is true sexiness means you have to be a little ugly. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like. uh, Because there's a lot of girls who are like obsessed with him. But he's so weird looking. He but also, when he has his shirt off, man, that guy's got some nice yeah, he's muscular ripped. I've also seen that in person, which is very interesting. But it's like, I also saw a tweet about- I'm sorry, about, wait, hold on. What? We can't gloss over this. <laughs> what were you doing that you saw this in person? I, he was in a play with Carrie Russell on Broadway called Burn This. I saw a year, or like six months ago. Wow. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, I saw a tweet that was- about how I don't know how, but Adam Driver's like he looks like the largest man in the universe, but he's still only six two, and I will agree with that. He looks huge, like he looks like he's seven feet tall, but he's only a six two. So he's as like, tall as just, me. His presence is just like so tall. How tall do I look to you? Like six foot. I'm six two, but I don't know. I'm not a good judge. I was I'm wondering short. if my presence made me look taller. Apparently, it makes me look shorter. <laughs> I don't know, there's just something about... You're like 12 feet tall. <laughs> well, you're just six feet. There's just something about Adam Driver that he just looks like he's so tall. I think it's because he's also very, like, his shoulders are broad, and he's kind of, like, always, like, kind of hunched over, so it looks like he has to, like, look down because he's so tall. Uh-huh. I don't know. But also, he's always with really tiny ladies like Scarlett Johansson and Carrie Russell, who are, like, 5'4". Okay. So I think he just seems really tall. It's true. I suppose being around short people makes you feel taller. Yeah. Or seem taller. Yeah. But then when they go out to a club, we find out he's just average. 
There was once a time when I could look over the sea of people and find my friends. Mm -hmm. Now I have to look side to side and around these mammoth men. When did nine foot tall become the new normal? There you go. I don't know. None of them are nine feet tall. But it's a a lot more six five, six sixes these days. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh Gravity must be getting lighter. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's growing. (laughs) And everybody can get taller. A different kind of milk. I don't know, who knows? It is a different kind of milk than the old days. Growing those boys tall now. They are. But yeah, anyway, I was gonna say that movie's really good. If you want to cry. Like four four times exactly. What was it called again? Marriage story. Okay. It's really good. You should watch it. Scarlett and Adam are very good in it. And Laura Dern's in it, too, and she's amazing. Understood, sir. Yes, sir, sir. Just saying. I am on task, sir. I'm just saying. It's a good movie. Everyone should watch it. Yes, sir. I hope it will sleep all the Oscars. Yes, sir. Anyway, so we're doing Orphan Black, season two, episode eight, called Variable and Full of Perturbation. Not to be confused with a different bation. Perturbation? Perturbation, like you're perturbed. Perturbation. Perturbation. I don't have one of those nifty calendars. So, uh, <clears throat> give me one minute here. Uh-huh. I have to, uh, I have to do something here. This is riveting. So riveting. Perturbation. Anxiety or mental uneasiness. A deviation of a system, moving object, or process from its regular or normal state or path caused by an outside influence. I think they're going for number two. Mm, Yes. Brings a whole new light to this episode for me. There you go. (laughs) So, as what happened in episode seven, Donnie found out about clones and... Uh, also, Rachel was trying to oust Dr. Leakey all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Leakey got in the car with Donnie, and Donnie kind of accidentally blew his head up with a gun. <laughs> it went off in, in his anger. I don't understand why Allison needs to have hair triggers, but you know what? That's what happened. Yeah. He said, I am done Kaplawi. And then Leakey's face. Kaboom! Yeah squeaked down the window side. It's true. In a pool of brain matter and blood. True, true, true. So... So in a similar fashion, we start out this episode with the crime having been committed? Is that what you're trying to say? Sure. Yeah, that's what's happening. I'm not going to lie. I don't really care about... The crime being committed? That. We don't even know what the crime was. I also don't even care. I don't care about this new character very much. Wow. So I kind of like, this is my, this is actually my least favorite episode of all of Orphan Black. Wow. Because I don't like this character very much. Because I think it was weird and like, not weird. I think it was like too forced upon me. And then they also never came back. Right. What did they, I don't even remember how they got rid of him at the end. He just leaves. They're just like, bye. And he's like, okay, bye. Under no protection. They're like, like, you're a clone. Bye. Relocate him. Yeah. So, another clone has surfaced, but it's a trans clone, and, he, and his name is Tony, and he's a boy, but he's a Tatiana playing a boy. Its name is Tony. I mean, his name is Tony. 
It's uh, horrible. I didn't mean it to sound like that. <sighs> its I'm, name is Tony. I'm not being in. No, you're making me sound really insensitive, I'm and sorry. we're gonna get in it's, trouble. It's just funny. I'm just saying. He I know you're saying it being clone. Yeah, the clone is an it, not the person. Right. It's another clone. Uh. And it's Tony. Hey, yeah, Tony. I'm Tony. I can do anything for you. Did you need a car? Did you? The Boston or the Brooklyn Tony Canadian. Doesn't, Tony doesn't talk anything like that. But he should. I find um, the thing that made it less real for me was I wasn't a fan of Tony's hairdo. I understand yeah. that they were trying to go for a mullet, I yeah. think. But it really wasn't. To me, it didn't play off that way. No, I think had Tony's hair been short and the, I also think the facial hair wasn't super great on Tat. I just don't think that she got to like live in this character as deeply as she did the others. And I think that's why it just didn't. Because it was a one-off? To me, it just, it just was like, oh, Sarah's and has a beard on. Like that's, <laughs> that's kind of what the vibe was for me. Maybe, maybe Tony was just starting to really get into his hormonal treatments. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Anyway, I think that, I think also Although the he fan- had already had surgery. I think the fan reaction was similar. Like there were some people who were really excited about the representation. There were other people who didn't really like the representation. Right. So I think that's why they were like, we tried and you know, we're just going to peace out on this guy. Thanks for trying to bring in this community more, but, but wish you did it better. Yeah. And if you're going to do, you know, a trans, I think that's a big thing now in Hollywood is like, if you're going to do, Someone who's trans, you, they, it should be a trans actor playing them or whatever. Well, then they would have had to clone Tatiana <laughs> many, many years ago or done a quick throw pop. Obviously, thing. it's like impossible in this current, <laughs> yeah. in this scenario. But I'm just saying. And also, I will say that women who do this get much more backlash than the men who ever do. But that's a whole other story. Really? Yes. Why? Why? I don't know. It's just a double standard. Interesting. People win. People like Eddie Redmayne win, a, win awards for playing a trans woman, but then you get someone. Never mind. I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> who who got shade? I'm not gonna say. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Why? Because it's a bad rabbit hole. Okay. I'll tell you later. Tell me off the air. I will. Because I don't know what you're talking about. It's not. It's not Tatiana, is it? No, it's not Tatiana. Okay. Uh, so remember, it's Tatiana. We get to hear her say her own name in the next chapter. So yeah, I listened to episode four this morning, which I realized I'm so behind. So am I, but it's like holy shit! Only episode four. I have said Tatiana from the beginning, and it turns out it's Tatiana. It's Tatiana, not Ta. A bagel. A bagel. (laughs) A bagel. Bagel. Tatiana. That's weird. Tatiana. Right. You gotta say it like big. Star Trek. He's got to put the knife in and twist it. Yes. Don't you? So a dying guy tells Tony that he has to find Beth Childs. There we go. Yep. That's what happens at the beginning of the episode. Meanwhile. His partner. Oh, his partner. This guy's partner. They were both running away from whatever it was. He had gotten shot, right? Uh, Yes. He was bleeding a lot. Well, maybe stabbed. We don't know. He was bleeding and dying. Something was afoot. So, something was afoot. And somebody was losing their bloods. Mm-hmm. Out of their body. 
meanwhile, Mrs. S and Sarah are keeping an eye on Ethan Duncan. And Kasima, or no, sorry, Kira comes home with Fee and Benjamin, and everyone's happy because Sarah and Kira are reunited and yep. la la la, happy time. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. You know what was weird watching what? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? What? There's an actress that mm-hmm. I've known from another TV series, and she's all grown up now. You know, bad English, got to do it. It's the daughter from Californication. Oh. It's weird. Hmm. Paris from Gilmore Girls was in this season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Was she really? Yeah. I only, I've only seen her like one time, but she was in, in the four episodes that I've seen. She has blonde hair, kind of like a beehive hair and like cat eye glasses. She was in the hotel. She like lives down the hall from her. That's Paris? That's Paris Gela. That's Paris. That's Paris. No. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> She's in this more, and not once did I ever make that connection. You serious? Yeah. It's wow. Liza, we- Liza Wheel or Wile or however you say her name. Jeez. Yeah. I, I like her better as Paris. <laughs> Even though she's annoying. As Paris. I like Paris. She's funny. Uh, I'm sorry to take us off track. It's okay. It's my job. You can, you can go off track with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go off track and I'll steal her wardrobe because I love all her clothes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> they are nice. They're so cute. Fabulous dresses all the dresses. time. Cosima... It's also great to have, uh, this is a traveling dress. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was okay. funny. This is my traveling outfit. I can't wear this tonight. can't wear this to a dance. That was funny. Get with it, Susie. <laughs> oh, Susie. Speaking of poor Susie. (laughs) You would think it would get old in the third season when people say buddy or man or pal. But no, it doesn't. (laughs) It makes you laugh every time. Well, she just gets so exasperated. Exasperated? Thank you. Exasperated. Every time it happens. And it's just like. (laughs) I liked the guy that was trying to recruit her for the (laughs) army. (laughs) That was so funny. A strong man like you should join the army. Yeah. You got bugler cheeks. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Okay. That also kind of ties into our episode. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> a little bit. A woman being mistaken for a man. However, this is a woman who transitioned into a man. And she's also a cl- He is also a clone. Sorry. Oh, yes. Okay. Just saying. Yes. Uh, in the lab. Nice Kas- segue. Kasima is working. She's also wearing the sweater that I have. Okay. And I also wore it today okay. accidentally because mm-hmm. I was like, it's my warmest sweater that I own, and it was like negative gazillion degrees outside today. Uh-huh. It was very cold. She always makes it about her, guys. Green accurate. <laughs> always makes it about herself. Obviously. I was Cosima today. I was Cosima today. You even have the glasses. <laughs> uh, Big D drops off another one of Kira's teeth, the one that she pulled out herself when she mm-hmm. heard that Cosima was in trouble. And we get to hear that. <gasps> yeah. Yep. Scott says. Uh, that bone marrow would be a much more effective treatment than the tooth, but mm. obviously Kasima doesn't want to do that. Right. Because that's a dangerous, p- painful procedure to get bone marrow extracted from a child. True. <sighs> Since um, we're on bone marrow, heard an interesting thing today. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, 
there was a study done. So a gentleman, this was on another podcast. I think this was, uh, was it in Minnesota? Or was it on my news one? But anyway, a gentleman's life was saved by another person's bone marrow transplant. And this person who donated the bone marrow to save this gentleman's life is from Germany, and this uh-huh. guy is United States. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, scientists were curious what what that would do to this man's DNA, mm-hmm. seeing as he had like all his bone marrow had to be replaced with transplanted bone marrow. And so they, the guy agreed to a study over time, and apparently because of this bone marrow transplantation from a, well, it's not really transplantation, but the donation to give him new mm-hmm. bone marrow to extend his life, he has genetic markers of the donor mm. in a lot of things. Like uh, one of the things was his semen would be tagged as the donor. And it has to be my favorite murder because the question came up is, had could somebody have been uh, wrongly accused of a crime mm. after having such a donation? Interesting. And it has happened once. Interesting. That is really interesting. Speaking of my favorite murder, I just read that they got a $10 million deal with Stitcher. Isn't that insane? Didn't they start on Stitcher? I think so. And then they left Stitcher? And then they're, I guess, and now they're their own thing? I guess. How do you get a deal when they're not even on Stitcher? They're on their own thing. I just read it today in, the, um, in this newsletter. It says, The Wall Street Journal reported that my favorite murder creators have struck a two-year deal at least $10 million worth with Stitcher that expands the duo's already existing partnership with the podcast company. Are they using, maybe they're using Stitcher as their hosting? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. So when is our $10 million deal coming through? <laughs> I don't have that much money, Stephanie. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I wish I you. could give you $10 million. <laughs> not I mean. from you, from someone else giving it to us. Oh. It's a deal, not a well, Brad we fund. <laughs> we don't have a partnership with anybody, really. You and me and the Trailer Blazer Boys should make our own network. <laughs> <laughs> what would he call it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. You hear that? We need an email from a couple fellows we know from Trail Blazers. <laughs> trailer. Trailer. Say their trailer name right. no, they're not going to partner with us. This is why I couldn't find it the first time. <laughs> trailer Blazers. Also, thank you, boys, for the shout out when all of your Black Widow coverage. Yes, I would. I do know more than you, Nick. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he admitted that. It's probably better, Nick, that you were not able to get her on the phone call because she would have spoiled the movies for everyone because <laughs> she has done it to me in the past. Oh, I think this is what's going to happen. I go see this movie <laughs> hoping she's wrong. And no, she's 100% right. So do not spoil anything for I'm me, just Stephanie I'm really smart. <laughs> you just know too much. I don't know too much. You know too much. I just theorize correctly. You know too much. I do know a lot about this movie, though, but I won't say why. So Tooth. Tooth. No, we're done with the tooth. Now we're at Allison's house. Are we? Yeah. Because uh, Allison's home from rehab. Does the reveal happen later? Yeah. Okay. Because Allison's home now from rehab, and she's yelling at Donnie, who is moping and hiding under the covers because he killed Dr. Leakey. He doesn't know what to do. Plus, he might have a bit of a hangover. Yeah, or he's still drunk. 
But she thinks he's upset about the clone thing. But really, after she pulls the blankets off him and he's in his tidy whities he's cradling a bunch of tiny alcohol bottles. And she's like, really, Donnie? The day I get back from rehab and you're doing this, he's like, I know where all your hiding places are. (laughs) Uh, She starts whacking him with a pillow. And then the kids walk in, as they always do when they're doing something weird. And then Mm -hmm. she ushers them out quickly. and's like, oh, how about you guys stay with Grandma tonight? Yep. Uh, Art? Arthur Bell. And it just ends there. Arthur Bell meets with Tony, not Stark. And is, I keep thinking of Tony Stark. Uh, understandable. And <laughs> he is clearly shook to see another clone, especially since he was meeting with someone named Tony. Right. And that was a boy. Right. Uh, and this Tony has facial hair. Yeah, and looks like a little, a little but still kind of looks like thin Beth goatee. Yeah, yep. And Sarah and all them, because he's a clone. Yep. So he calls in Felix for extra reinforcements. Okay. Back at, or no? Okay, we'll just we'll go to we'll go to the we'll go there. Holy Tilda Swinton is what Felix says when he meets Tony <laughs> and introduces and is introduced to him right. and all of that stuff. So and Tony's kind of attracted to Yeah, Tony is into Felix. Yeah. And is like looking around his place and is like, let's drink and hang out and whatever until you figure out so you get Beth Childs here, I think is what he wants. He wants to meet with Beth Childs. Right. Because that's because his he's supposed to meet with Art. Message. Or he's supposed to meet with Beth, but then it was Art and Art tells him, Hey, you're gonna meet with me instead. Do you think his pal was his mo do you think he had a monitor? It's possible. And Beth got to the monitor? I don't think he's a monitor. I don't know. It's hard to say how... Maybe Beth found him through him, the, the other guy, because she was a cop, and obviously these two are not the cleanest, squeaky, right. cleany people of She all, may all have time. run that facial recognition software and found him, because that's how they found a lot of the clones. On criminal records? Mm-hmm. Or, just, or just like... Just like facial... Re- with just driver's like licenses anything. and whatnot? Yeah, okay. so she may have found him that way and got in touch with his people. Interesting. Potentially. Um, anyway, Felix is supposed to look after Tony while Art goes to figure stuff out. Right. And Rachel is in Leaky's office sitting behind his desk. She's annoyed because she cannot get a hold of Paul. <laughs> and she says, Paul, your absence is inconvenient and your silence is irksome. She wants some more sexy times. That's that's what it was. I mean, it is Big Dick Pole. Wait, whoa. Whoa. That's his nickname. I didn't know. Oh, that's right. That's Felix, Felix calls him that so that's often. Right. Okay. Uh, you win. You win. Delph- <laughs> you got that one. Thank you. I'm not just saying things. <laughs> I'm just saying things here. Delphine comes to visit Rachel in her office, and she doesn't know where Dr. Leakey is. Rachel well, tells- she's kind of surprised to see Rachel right, in Leakey's office. Instead yeah. of Leakey. Because her and Leaky sort of have this deal. And a secret relationship. Where he... Remember? Oh, Delphine. You're right. Okay. Because mm-hmm. then, isn't later... Isn't later doesn't... Uh... Oh, you're right. It is just Delphine. It's just Delphine. But it was the secret deal that Delphine, Cosima, and Leaky had that Leaky was going to give Cosima everything she needed. Right. The stem cells and everything. Right. So that... She could figure this out because his concern was saving their lives. Right. And advancing the science in some weird fashion. Mm-hmm. 
And now that might be derailed. By derailed. <laughs> it's going to be derailed. Derailed. Rachel tells Delphine that Aldis suffered a fatal heart attack on one of our jets. <laughs> I can just hear. I feel like I've heard Rachel say these things so many times because I feel like they're always in the preview, uh-huh. the previously parts. So it's just ingrained in my brain. The Rachel voice. The Rachel voice. Not that my impression was very good, but still. I don't know. Listeners, oh, please shady. email us at <laughs> cdoublepod at gmail.com and let us know what you think of her. Uh, Stephanie's uh, oh, reenactments. Sh- oh, Shetty. <laughs> oh, no, Shetty. Dr. Leakey has suffered a fatal heart attack, Shetty. Oh, Shetty, Shetty, Shetty. So now Delphine has to report to Rachel instead of Leakey because Rachel's in charge. Yes. <laughs> She's in what? In charge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're going to make fun of me, and I owned it instead. I'm not making fun of you. I just wanted to hear you do it again. <laughs> and you delivered. Yes. Cosima, I'm just trying. I'm skipping her. I should have grouped these things together better. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. I'll do. I'll do that one later. Cosima comes into the lab and sees Scott with a bunch of his friends playing a board game. Yep. She decides that instead of scolding them, well, she scolds them a little bit, but she decides to join in and kick all of their asses at the game. Well, she says she'll just work, and it's cool. It's fine that they're there. But then when a rules question comes up, yeah, she kicks we find out her secret superpower, which is, uh, she is definitely a board game nerd. She's an everything nerd. We should not be surprised. And then we jump cut to the end where she has beat them all. Yes. And they don't want to play with her anymore. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they got vested by a girl. Probably. Let's hope that's not their reason why they're upset. Well, none of them could actually speak when she walked into the room. Because she's hot. And she's a girl. And most, I would say the stereotypical thing is if you're a nerdy game boy, you don't see women. <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, it's not part of your ecosystem. Mm. You're just with a bunch of other nerd boys. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know. But there's bad names out there for them, like mouth breathers and stuff like that. These boys were all nice, smart lab boys. They were smart, scientifical people. And Scott's fine. He's friends with Cosima. It's true. And you know she's a lesbian, so he doesn't care. Well, yeah, that was detrimental for him because he had a crush on her for yeah. a while. But now he can just be friends with her. Mm-hmm. Either way, the fun is re- diminished when... Cosima starts yeah, yeah. coughing and coughs up a bunch of blood. And then even more diminished when Delphine shows up. Yep. She's got some bad news, which is that she's pretty sure that they killed Dr. Leakey. And <sighs> Rachel's acting like he died of a heart attack. <laughs> like, if she only knew the real story. Which is hilarious. So much it's more interesting so funny. and funny. Yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. that that It's like so convenient for Rachel. Like She should be thanking <laughs> Donnie and Elsa. <laughs> Well, Rachel was trying to save him. That's true. She doesn't want him to die. He's like a father figure to her. Yeah. So, but it's still very funny. (laughs) It is. It's true. Because like that is actually the like she was trying to save him and sent him away. So she really did make up that story, thinking that he was fine somewhere. Right. And hiding. Uh huh. And in hiding. As instructed. Yeah. Not splattered over Donnie's car. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's kind of tragic and funny. Just some stuff. Uh. So. (laughs) 
back at Mrs. S's house. This is like one of the rare episodes where Sarah and Kira, I feel like, are together for most of the episode. That's true. Uh, Kira and Sarah are making an angel mobile, and they talk about Helena, because the little pieces remind Kira of Helena, because she's an angry angel, as we know. Yeah. Sarah says, yeah, I miss her too, but I had to leave her to her own devices. Unfortunately, she doesn't know that she is with back Back at the the farm, the fish people. Mm -hmm. They hear a bunch of chatter downstairs, and Sarah's all worried, so she runs. She goes over and sees that it's Delphine, Uh who delivers the news again (laughs) to to these people, to Mrs. S. That Leaky's gone, and she has a new proposal because Mrs. S.'s deal to protect Kira and keep all the girls or whatever out of it right is now done because leaky's there's gone. no leaky yeah okay so the new proposal is to bring ethan duncan to dyad so he can sequence the genome and still leave kira out of it seems like a good plan yeah so sarah agrees to let duncan go to dyad surprisingly <laughs> because she feels like it's a good chance for Kasima to get well, and that's her priority uh-huh. more than it. Well, besides keeping Kira safe, her other priority is making Kasima well. And probably also realizing that maybe Dyad's the only place that probably has a five and a quarter inch disk drive to read those discs. <laughs> yeah, those big ass floppy disks. Because <laughs> who has those anymore? Uh-huh. I mean, geez, guys. <laughs> Haven't you heard of CDs? <laughs> yeah. When they're waiting for. Dyad to come pick Duncan up. He's reading a story to Kira from the Isle. Sorry, I was hiccuping. (laughs) That was my pause. The Isle of Dr. Moreau. The Island of Dr. Moreau, which I have right there. Oh, it's hiding. But I have the same, like, top. The same edition? Mm -hmm. Or at least it looks like it. The same fake edition? The same fake edition. I bet it's not as cool as his. Because he gives Kira the book and then he heads off to Dyad. So back at the Hendrix house, poor Donnie Nelson still struggling. Yep. Donnie tells Allison that he's leaving. He's got to go. And she is very upset because, you know, she's been working so hard to get better and he's just abandoning her. Right. And she, she understands if he's freaked out about the clone thing, but it's like that it has to be more than that. Right. Didn't and you she, ever, yeah, did you ever truly love me? If he loves her, ever loved her. And then he dives into her and just hugs her and apologizes. And then she and tells both him crying. a secret, right? Yeah, she says she's made some no. terrible mistakes. And no, he, he says, tells her the secret she, first. I'm not done yet. Oh, no, you're right. It's not, it has not there yet. We're not there. We're not there. Let me speak. Speak. <laughs> interrupting man. <laughs> it's better than an interrupting cow. <laughs> she. Moo. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> She says she's made some terrible mistakes, and he says, not like this one. And she says, try me. <laughs> so Felix has spent some time with Tony, the clone, the naive clone who doesn't know he's a clone. Wait, don't, do they not say it right then and there? No. Oh. No, it's later. It's like the end. <sighs> All these side swipes and up swipes and... Changing places. I know why they do it. It's supposed to be like this is all happening at the same time, but 
I'm trying to keep everyone else interested. Okay. Good job. How's your uh, vodka cranberry? <laughs> it's just cranberry juice. Uh-huh. Oh, cranberry apple. Sure, Allison. I don't have any vodka here. If I, <laughs> if I did, you could tell. <laughs> um, Felix and Tony have been having a good time drinking, uh, making out a little bit. I don't know. Again, I kind of glaze over. I don't really like this part. I just like glaze over it because it's weird to me to see like Felix making out with a clone. I don't know. It's weird. It kind of looks like his sister. It looks like Sarah. It's and weird. it might be this weird, you yeah. know, fantasy he's had yeah. his entire life. Like, and maybe he's living it right now. It's a little icky to but me. But it's the best of both worlds for him. It's very confusing. Because not only is it his sister, but it's a dude. Yeah. It's very, ugh, not into it. <laughs> So we're just going to gloss over that. Okay. And also because it doesn't really have any bearing to the entire, to any of the story ever again. Yeah, nothing. (laughs) There's zero, he is zero in the storyline. His picture is in the very last episode, that's it. Other than the fact that. He exists. He exists, yeah. So, but Felix tells Sarah that Tony is a naive clone. Definitely your batch. Because he's a little sassy uh-huh. mofo, yeah, as, yeah, as they all yeah, are. Yeah. He, wants, yeah, he wants her to come and help him with Tony. He's, he also finds a painting of Sarah and gets really upset, doesn't understand what's going on, and blah, blah, blah. Tony then, does. Yes. Okay. And then Sarah comes over, and she meets with Tony and explains that he's a clone, and that he, the message he had was about Paul and Beth, and it seemed to be a positive message about Paul for Beth to yes. reassure her about his um, true intentions. Her, yeah, his, his intentions. mission or whatever. Yeah, like his real part in what was going on and to not be scared of him. So now, now I'm starting to read. Yeah, okay. So the dude was obviously not his. Well, he could still could have been a monitor. He could have been part of it. It's very possible. We will never know because he died right away. Right. So we have no idea. It's true. And then Tony's only a photo in the end. Yeah. So back at the lab, Cosima and Big D are stoned. Well, yeah. They're inhaling helium. They're giggling, <laughs> all this stuff. Just being silly. And then they are cuddling on a couch. You know, after last episode where Cosima told her to GTFO. Yeah. But now they're fine again. Right. Such is the nature of their relationship. I know. Where's Shay? <sighs> That's what I've been asking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Shay's so nice and simple and cute. Yep. Anyway, Delphine tells Cosima that she loves her. And Cosima says that you can't just love her. You have to love all of, all of them, as in all of the sisters. Because if she's going to cure her, she has to help all of them. Heavy. And she's like, well, then I love all of you. And Cosima says, if you betray us again, I have enough dirt on you to destroy your entire career. And I love you, too. <laughs> See, this is why Boom. I like Cosima. <laughs> I know. I love Cosima. <laughs> uh, Allison and Donnie are chatting again in the basement. Yep. She finally confesses to Donnie what happened to Ainsley. Well, what she witnessed happened to Ainsley and did not intervene to stop Ainsley from dying. Right. 
And then Donnie is so relieved because he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I can tell you this horrible thing I did because you're also horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very nice. Maybe. I don't. I don't. I don't think he thinks she's horrible. No, he's just like glad they're mistake. on the same yeah, page. They're on the same mistake making page. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you're also horrible. It's more just like, oh, you also did a bad thing and I did too. And that's okay because we're in this together. But this is a really funny part. And he's just like, I killed Dr. Leakey. <laughs> she's <Yep>. like, what? <laughs> so then they go out to the garage and Donnie opens the trunk and shows Allison dead Dr. Leakey's body in the trunk and uh-huh. she's like oh this is not at all well wrapped <laughs> <laughs> yep i love that see yep and so she's like got to figure that out and then she's like where did you put at least to tell me you like threw the murder weapon in the lake and she's like i put your gun back in your gun locker <laughs> she's like you used my gun <laughs> she's like you're a terrible murderer <laughs> i loved it <laughs> it's so funny because all her guns are most likely registered yeah because she is a a, a law-abiding, gun-toting citizen. citizen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, her like, you used my gun? <laughs> Which is very funny. Luckily, they have the body, so there's no ballistics <laughs> right, to <right>. be found. <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now, yes. <laughs> so that's all there is with those silly kids until the next one. <laughs> but, uh... You used my gun? <laughs> Rachel <sighs> is still trying to find Paul, but he has disappeared. Poof. In his absence is um making her anxious inconvenient and his silence is still irksome okay (laughs) nice callback i just like i like those words (laughs) irksome especially such a rachel word Uh uh-huh uh ethan duncan her daddy shows up at dyad and meets with her yep and she tells him that you know he will have all of your resources to get the cure and he says that all he needs is a floppy disk drive and he can get get on it. And we find out a little bit more about some stuff. Rachel has a burning question. You know what's going through my head right now? What? You said get on it. And because of his age and the time that he was uh, you know, practicing his medical stuff, it just it just popped in my head. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. Helpful. <laughs> I'm just saying. He is. I'm glad I could inspire you. He is definitely a disco boy. Yeah, he looks so much like he loves disco. Please, he's like listening to Tom Petty or something. Sure. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> like you said that immediately in my head, that song just jumped right in, loud as day. Uh huh. So Rachel has a burning question. She wants to know why. What are you doing, Suki? That's what she wants to know. <laughs> Sorry. She has a burning question. What are you doing, Suki? She's like climbing on the door box. Knocking. Shoo, shoo She's caddy. knocking stuff off. She's knocking stuff off. Yep. It's just a first aid kit that was a Christmas present for some reason from my nurse dad. He got me a first aid kit. Safety first. Uh-huh. Which I was like, this is such a dad present. <laughs> He's concerned. Why are you howling? His 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 little girls in the big city. He also got me that diva figure, which is cute. Which diva? The one that's sitting on the floor. Uh. I haven't taken her out of the box yet. 
Oh, yes. Will you stop messing with all my stuff? No, she won't. There's Cheez-Its in there, too. You're going to crush them. That's not for you. That's a Christmas present. The Cheez-Its? No, the other <laughs> bag. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Now it's, like, stuck to you. She'll get bored eventually. Oh, my God. This is what she was, she was screaming in my head at, like, 4 a.m. I was like, oh, my God, shut up. Yeah, well, you know, she what? loves you. Come here. You crazy? She doesn't like this episode either. I That's know. what I'm getting. Yeah. Maybe in she'll my, like the next one better. In my in my um <laughs> years of, of learning how to speak cat, mm-hmm. she's like, Why are you guys doing this episode? We're almost this done, Sookie. We're almost done with this one. I, we're right at the end. So Rachel has a burning question and she wants to know why the unmonitored tramp was able to have a baby. Uh-huh. And Ethan says, oh, no, Rachel, she's a failure. You are all barren by design. Rachel does not like that answer. Right, because she wants to have a kid. She wants a baby. Yeah. And she, and she thinks not being fertile is the failure or the, the design flaw. Yes. Turns out, aha. But at the same time, she, well, so, so the scene is very emotional because she's, listening to him give this explanation and while we're getting scenes of her destroying Leaky's office because she's ra- she's raging out. Uh-huh. And, but she's also like, of course, that makes sense because you can't have your experiment procreate because then that's like an, a factor that you can't control right. as part of the experiment. So, of uh-huh. course, it makes sense to not let them have babies. And we can't have random clone babies out undocumented there undocumented new skews going around because yep. you know you're gonna have this properties owned by letters will be missing mm-hmm. and, it, and it won't be dyad yeah it'll be like d or ad <laughs> uh-huh or this proper t- now she's like scratching on the front door. I don't know what she's so weird lately. There must be somebody out there that she likes. Another scent she's catching. I don't know because she she runs out there every day when I open the door. I don't. It's like a new thing she's done the last couple weeks. She's trying to get away. I don't know why. She wants to go to Dragon Con. Sookie, Dragon Con isn't until September. <laughs> you have to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> and we can have. I do understand though. I, I also swear want to go to Dragon we Con. will make you whatever the He-Man cat is. I don't know. Battle Cat. That's his name. Battle Cat. <sighs> anyway, Rachel's upset. She destroys the office. She doesn't want to be a failure. She wants to have a baby. Mm-hmm. No, so, she doesn't want to be a success. She would rather be a failure. Right, right. <laughs> Come on. In her terms, she wants to be a success. Right. But in on her terms. So, and also she can, I think part of it, she cannot handle the fact that Sarah has something that she doesn't and that she can't have. Ah. True. Okay. <laughs> You know my favorite part about uh, her dad is? What? He carries a tin of his own tea bags. He does. Like He's very picky about his afternoon tea. I mean, he's got to steep his own. I bet mm-hmm. you he gets the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason for that. 
Well, yeah, because people don't know. If you're a tea connoisseur. <laughs> no, I mean a plot related reason. If, if you're, yeah, if you're a tea connoisseur, <laughs> Stephanie, and people bring you something like Lipton, that is nothing worse. Sure. When you're, when you're having these sweet, awesome, full leaf, like green teas and stuff, and then they just bring you this run of the mill, boring Lipton. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, Brad. Yeah, that's why. The, the big low. Come on. Get with the program. These are high, these are these are designer teas mm-hmm. made with the finest tea leaves. Built not even built cuz you don't build plants, but you grow them. Mhm. You do. <laughs> In the finest soils with the best with the best fertilizers and the proper rain and 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 ground acidity. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I grow tea all the time. <laughs> I just enjoy that about him. Uh-huh. He's easy to please. It's just cute. bring him a cup of hot water and he's good to go. And a lemon. Okay, yeah. He I needs sp- the lemon. Rest, because he's a pirate and he's afraid of scurvy. Mm-hmm, I understand that's that. That's why. It's okay. <laughs> Stop being so weird. She can't help it but oh, be weird. She's so weird. So... In the lab, they're talking about 324B21. Yes. And Cosima finally tells Scott that 324B21 is her. Yes. And he's like, oh my gosh. And then he's, he's like, he gets a little emotional about it because he knows the, what's at stake with this right. sample or this person. This person, yep. And he, he says, it's an honor, Cosima, and it's an honor to be working with you. It's like, oh, so cute. It's an adorable moment. It's very cute. And then Duncan comes to the lab, and she's just like, oh my gosh, my maker, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And he's like, please don't call me that. <laughs> and then she says, okay, well, it's not every day that you get to meet your Ethan, <laughs> which is also cute. Yep. And everyone's having a good time, and then all of a sudden, Cosima starts coughing, and she has a coughing fit, and she falls over, and, and she starts seizing. seizing. Yep. Seizing on the floor and blood is just coming out of her mouth. It's just bad. Very, very bad. But Ethan says, I know how to fix this. And then he's like, all I need is a toothpick, paper clip, and a piece of big league chewing gum. (laughs) That is not at all what happened. Oh, you're right. That was from that (laughs) episode of MacGyver I was watching. Okay. But he does know how to help her. Sort of. Right? Yeah. He's like, if he can crack the code, get this or whatever. He knows how to stop this particular incident, I think. And then. He didn't use the word stat. I was upset, but okay. The last scene is Kira wakes up in bed next to Sarah, cuddling her. And she gets up um, and she grabs the book that Duncan left her. Uh huh. And she opens it. Uh huh. And it's filled with notes and genetic sequences all over it. It's so pretty. Ooh. Does your book have codes and genetic no. sequences? No. Oh, sorry. You didn't get to meet your Ethan. I didn't get to meet my maker. Sadness. Is that the end of the episode? The end. So, you have any uh, fun facts? Yeah. What we got? What came from the, what's it called? The, the hive. hive. Thank you, The Hive, once again, BBC's blog about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Tony is a character that Stephen Lynch, the makeup guy, Sandy Sokolowski, the hair lady, and Deborah Hansen, the wardrobe lady, and Tatiana worked on all season. Sorry, guys. (laughs) You were really mean earlier. They worked on it all season. Yeah. Gave them a bad mullet. During her small windows of time, Tatiana would often stay on set to do camera tests, makeup tests, wig tests, and wardrobe tests. After about four or five were run... Oh, about four or five were run in order to find the right look and organically create the character. Right. Ooh. This, it all came down to the package. This uh, <laughs> this head, this subhead for this section is called Monitoring Tony. Uh-oh. Bishop Brigante, the actor who plays Sammy, so yeah. he must be his monitor, is a rapper foremost and an actor second. Here's, oh. Here's a close-up of the damage on the ram. This is, this is not a visual. Sorry. This is not a visual medium. Oh. Accidentally. On the car? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, that was his monitor. Oh, interesting. And he, and he rolled with, uh, with a pole in some fashion. Apparently. Or something. Oh. Hi. Are you done do you being think, weird? Do you think this is, uh, them setting up for season three. Oh, a hundred percent. This Paul stuff is all setting up for season okay. three. Well, we get that stuff at the end of this season. We so, get it next episode. So this is when they figured out what they were going to do. Yeah. Okay. Cause the Paul stuff is starting next episode. Gotcha. Uh, drilling Kira's tooth was a multi-step process. The prop master, Jeff Marin found the perfect size drill to pre-drill the tooth, paint the inside red to look like the roots of the tooth uh-huh. where the stem cells are found. And repack the hole with white dust so that on camera the fake drill would look realistic. Finally, camera assistant Michael Battistone researched what types of micro cameras micro cameras would work best on screen. They ended up renting three cameras to find the right look. The entire process just of drilling that tooth took three days of work. Wow. All for about fifteen seconds of screen time. So you're telling me they didn't just make a really huge child tooth using a regular old, <laughs> <laughs> a regular old hand tool, and then and then shoot it really close so that it looks like they're doing tiny work. Mm-hmm. Okay. The game that Scott and his fellow battle bitches play in Casima's lab is a real game called Rune Wars. Uh, creator John Fawcett is a secret board game geek, and it was his prerogative to get one of his favorite games into the show. Huh. John wouldn't settle for just any version of the game either. He brought his own copy of Rune Wars, a special 3D board that has been discontinued. Oh. He also recruited his close friend Jillian to be an on-set specialist and extra in the scene. He made sure all the moves were authentic to a real game of Rune Wars. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I was curious cute. what the game was. Now I know. That's cute. Uh, for all you makeup aficionados, Allison's signature lip color is Clarence Raspberry, and her magical eyeliner is Psychedelic Sister by Urban Decay. Personal fun fact. Does it say magical eyeliner? It does say magical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> per- personal fun fact. Kelsey got me that eyeliner for my birthday a few years ago. Oh, Kelsey, you're the best. <laughs> Do you use it sometimes? I use it when I cosplay when Allison. you cosplay Allison. Uh-huh. Is it expansive? No, it's like 20 bucks. Is that expensive to you? Uh, yeah. That's like normal for. I have some problems spending eyeliner. more than $35 on jeans. I mean, 
Come on. I also got $20 for eye makeup. <laughs> I also have Cosima's um, makeup that she uses, which is a denim ink pot by Bobby Brown. Uh huh. How much does that cost? That one was more like 25 or 30. Oh my God. Yeah. But it looks so cool because it's like her eyeliner is not black, it's dark blue. That's hence denim. Yeah. And it looks okay. really cool when you do it. Anyway, I love doing the Cosima eye thing. It's really hard to get it perfectly. Perfect. Yeah. Straight. I would bet. But it looks really cool when you get the when you get it all done. I imagine it is. Don't you wish you had your own makeup person to help you with all that yes, stuff? Yes, I do. But I do like doing makeup. It's fun. One day, Stephanie. One day. One day. We'll see. Uh, Cosima and Delphine use a vaporizer to get completely baked. They chose the type of paraphernalia because of Cosima's health condition. Uh-huh. No more smoke and joints, so vapor it is. Gotcha. Cosima and Delphine's helium voices were done in post-production. It was too dangerous for actors to inhale helium continuously for all the takes necessary to shoot a scene. So Tatiana and Evelyn had to act it out, and the voice pitch was changed in post. Oh. So you're saying when I'm having a lot of fun with helium, I'm living dangerously? Mm-hmm. Oops. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but you have to think of them filming that scene. It was probably like an all-day thing. If you do it for like... You've never seen me have fun with helium. <laughs> you do it all day? You're just inhaling over and over again? We, I was at a party and I must have done at least 20 balloons. <laughs> oh, Lord. I had to take short breaks. That's your lungs. As I got lightheaded from time to time. And your brain, yes. <laughs> uh, typically, when two clones touch or interact, they have to use the techno dolly, otherwise known on set as the time vampire because of its tendency to be a huge time suck. For the Tony and Sarah collision, they didn't have time to use the techno dolly. But luckily, the amazing visual effects team at Intelligent Creatures were able to figure out how to do it old school and use camera lock-offs, which were pretty well done. I need to know what a techno dolly is. I don't know either. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. So what was our... Oh, do you have any thoughts? All the time. It's about, part of being human. About this episode specifically? <laughs> well, I, I think I've already hit on some of them. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, Tony's hairstyle was wrong to yeah. me. Yeah. Don't care for t- Sorry, Tony. I don't care for you very much. It's not um, your fault. It's not your fault, Tony. Seems they spent more time on the package than the hair. <laughs> uh, I, other than that, really? No. I, did, I just. I love the Allison and Donnie stuff. Wait, that's one of Rachel has one of my favorite lines, which is the irksome line. Yeah. Um, I also Allison, enjoy her freak you out. Use my gun. And you, you used you, my gun. You put it away. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> that's great. I love it when Allison is like scolding Donnie for Donnie? for such a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like something you would never. That just doesn't happen. It's in like you forgot life. to put your socks away, kind yeah. of thing that she's scolding him. Except tone. this time it's you you put it away and you use my what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, luckily he didn't ditch it in the lake or whatever yeah. where it could have possibly been found. Right. Cuz she registers all her weapons like a responsible owner and keeps them in a gun locker. Mhm. Other than that, no. Yeah. I, I I I I you you got to tell me what the game was. Mhm. Um I've talked about my Tony hair problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've already brought up the possible theory that Felix was kind of, sort of, maybe living out a fantasy he had since he is bisexual. Yeah, that's something I didn't want to think about, but now I have. So thank you. You're welcome. 
I'm here if for anything, you know, just awkwardness. I can I can do that do you anytime something you want. Real horrifying. Sure. So there's nothing to do with Orphan Black, but it's like in a similar weird. Ooh. You, you're bringing um, back cats or something? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ashley and I were watching British Bake Off over the weekend, mm-hmm. and we were making jokes about Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry like making eyes at each other. Uh huh. And then I was like, I wonder if fanfic exists. And it about, does, doesn't about it? That. And I looked, and I was like, oh, and then I got scarred for life. <laughs> so you can keep that to yourself if you i didn't read it i just read like the titles and like uh-huh. the like like tiny summaries uh-huh. but there was like six pages of not just mary Barrett, but like british Bake off fanfic in general and some like crossovers like buffy is on the competition <laughs> it's like oh my wow. god it's so weird but yes there was one smutty hollywood mary Berry one and i was like no <laughs> my eyes oh you poor, you poor child. And now, and now I just keep laughing about it with Ashley. <laughs> it's your new your Because there were like tags to it. Uh, I was like, don't want to read this or think about it ever, but it's in my brain. <laughs> That's in my brain now, says Thor. This is why sometimes... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sometimes you, you're not supposed brain. to read titles. It, didn't even, it wasn't even the title. It was the tags, like what the story is about. And no, I was like, no. no. Yeah, you, you shouldn't go down a hashtag well. So bad. Anyway, how many clones were there? There are. <laughs> Come on. I already figured it out. I'm trying to think if there's any more. Sarah, Tony, Allison. There's five. Yeah. Cosima and Rachel. Uh, Rachel. Yeah, there was no Helena this episode. I was episode. missing one, and I couldn't figure out. Oh. Uh, no, no Helena this episode. Yeah. Good job. Well, we don't. I mean, we know she's with the fish people. Right, but she just wasn't in the episode. Yeah, she was we mentioned. have to wait till they get back to that storyline. Indeed, which I believe is next episode. So stay tuned. I mean, don't stay tuned. St- I mean, do, but like not physically stay tuned. Wait right. until the next one it's going to be out. a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> They're just sitting and wait. <laughs> when is it going to happen? <laughs> well, I suppose we get to this fun stuff. <laughs> yep. You can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. Uh, if you have comments, suggestions, anything, just want to chat, say hi. You can email us at CDoublePodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Steph and her socials at Steph plus Verb. Mm-hmm. I'm at Brad Barth on Twitter, at Bradford Barth on Instagram, because Brad Barth was already stolen. See, this is why I should have kept up with my thing, and every time a new thing came out, was steal Brad Barth, and I didn't do it with Instagram, and I'm upset about it now. Yeah, you got Bradford Barth. Yep. Sad. Well, if if the Brad Barth is taken, the Bradford Barth is almost always available. So. And you and I went to see if I could change my Twitter to at Bradford Barth, and you can't change your Twitter handle. What? I changed my Twitter handle. You can change the display, but you can't change. No, I changed my Twitter handle because my ad, old really? one was Chigusa, and I changed it to Stuff Plus Verb. Where do you do that? I don't know where to do that. I'll we'll do that you. off air. Okay. And is that all of it? That's all I think. Emails. Oh, uh, please, if you enjoy the show, rate, review, oh, yeah. and subscribe. Uh, iTunes is the best place for that currently and uh, but you know anywhere's cool and until next time i'm stephanie kratz and i'm bradford barth thank you for listening <laughs> goodbye <laughs>
Oi! 